Welcome, everyone. This is uh, Sean Eakins. I'm the general manager for the Sacramento Natural Food Co-op. Today, I'm here to talk about uh, the Co-op Scoop. It's our audio podcast, and we're going to be featuring interviews with farmers, food artisans, co-op movers and shakers, and even some bakers. Every week, we intend to bring you a large scoop of food knowledge, highlighting one of the most bountiful food regions in all the land. Hello, everyone. This is uh, Sean Eakins back again uh, here with the uh, Co-op Scoop. Um, I'm the general manager at the uh, Sacramento Natural Food Co-op, and uh, I'm really excited today to welcome Margaret Coons. She's the founder and CEO of Nuts for Cheese, worked as a vegan chef and used her kitchen hours uh, doing a little after-hour creative uh I'd say original 100% dairy-free cheese recipes. Um, Margaret started selling her vegan cheeses at a local farmer's market in London, Ontario, um, growing a local fan base of vegans and non-vegans alike. Welcome, Margaret. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I appreciate you uh, taking time out. Uh, We'll uh, touch on how busy you're uh, becoming uh, with uh, (laughs) running this uh, little side project you had for a while. but I think, you know, I'm just going to mention, you know, it's not new. Uh, you've been doing this now for over six years. That's and right. uh, how really, how did your background as a vegan chef, I mean, what made you want to do this? Well, I have been vegetarian since I was 12. So this is kind of the, you know, the background story that I always tell, but I, I didn't grow up in a, a vegetarian or a vegan family. I uh, has happened upon a PETA video at the, the age of 12 and it oh, convinced yeah. me to uh, <laughs> give up meat yes. <laughs> and you know, much to my family's chagrin because they were like, we don't want to be making a, a separate meal for you. And so from a young age, I, I kind of started experimenting with um, creating my own meals and, and realized that I, I love cooking and that I really, you know, wanted to work in food production. That was a very uh, clear passion of mine from a young age. And I went to Western University here in London, Ontario, where we're based for my undergrad. And while I was uh, doing my undergrad, I actually took a job as a, a line cook at the vegan restaurant in town. Nice. And so I, I became vegan when I was about 19 and then took the job at the restaurant when I was about 20. And I worked my way up through the ranks at the restaurant to uh, eventually becoming the head chef. And I was about 23, 24, thinking about what I was going to do next. And my initial plan was to open my own vegan restaurant with um you know, and which because of COVID, thank God, it's not what I did. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yes. Restaurant, the restaurant industry is, you know, the one of my main reasons for living. And also I'm really happy I, I haven't worked it in, in the last year. But yeah. um, I, I thought I would try a farmer's market for the summer because I'd, I'd been making these vegan cheeses for the restaurant and I put them on the menu. And, and every week I was doing a, a rotating selection of cheeses and trying out new recipes and, and nice. new flavors. And, it became a super popular menu item. So thought there's a, you know, a local market on Saturdays and the restaurant owner will let me rent the restaurant kitchen in the middle of the night. So I would, you know, cook dinner at the restaurant on Friday nights, drive home, get my big vacuum sealer and a bag of cashews loaded into my Toyota Corolla and <laughs> drive it to the restaurant <laughs> and stay up all night making vegan cheese and sell it at the farmer's market in the morning. So that's, uh, that's really how it all started. And wow. yeah, that was six and a half years ago. Yeah, that is, uh, that is pretty cool. And it's awesome that, uh, you had somebody willing to uh, work with you to help you, uh, experiment. So that it makes it even better having a, uh, control group there. <laughs> Try things Absolutely. out on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the farmer's market was great for that too. I get yeah. a, a 
way to connect with direct consumers. So, you know, you kind of touched on the inspiration there doing vegan cheeses. Uh, really, how did you get to that next step to launch them for retail? Well, I pretty soon after I started my first, um, you know, few weekends at the farmer's market, I started getting requests from local stores and restaurants that were willing to to try carrying the cheeses or put them on their menus. And so I, you know, Googled, how do you make a, a food label for <laughs> retail product and started printing out labels on my home printer and, and bribing my friends to help me package cheese in the middle of the night at the restaurant. And, um, you know, I, I really started small that way. And once I kind of realized, okay, people do want to sell this, I thought I'm going to reach out to all my favorite health food stores and see if they'll give me a try. And, you know, I've been purchasing products like this and I had been shopping at a lot of these stores for a long time. So I kind of had that, you know, charming, appealing, like, you know, please, please give this a try. I'm making this. (laughs) And and, and fortunately enough, uh, a number of stores did. And I kind of started to snowball that I would end up, you know, loading my car up with coolers full of cheese and driving to Toronto, which is about two hours here once or twice a week and going and hand delivering to every store. And, Eventually, uh, I got a space at the farmer's market that kind of doubled as a commercial kitchen. So I was able to have access to that space during the week and it was very affordable. So I eventually took it full time and I was working out at the farmer's market and hired my first, you know, couple of teenage employees to help me package cheese for for the market and wrap it up for the few stores we were selling to. And after about a year there, we moved into our first like proper production facility and we had, you know, about 1200 square feet right. and um, grew very rapidly there. So we went from about 25 stores when we moved into about 300 by the time wow. we had outgrown that space. Wow. And, uh, and, you know, I was running a night shift because <laughs> we didn't have enough room for people to package the cheese. And, <laughs> yeah. And we, and we moved into the space we're in now after that. So we took uh, one unit in a, a large, you know, commercial building and, Fortunately, the units next to it were available as well because every year we've taken on another unit and knocked on the walls in between. Wow. <laughs> so now we're up to about 20,000 square feet in, a, in our current space. Wow. And your, uh, was uh, some of your thoughts ever to become a solo entrepreneur or were you just kind of uh, focused on the product first? Yeah, I always say it was kind of like a, a happy accident. I'm I'm definitely <laughs> like the the type of person who you know throws my entire self into whatever it is I'm doing. But no, I, I had no intention of uh, becoming a person who makes cheese and sells it across North America. I mean, I'm I'm delighted that that's how things have turned out. But it was uh, it was really not sort of um, preconceived. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's an incredible story and quick. Uh, Although I'm sure it didn't feel quick when you're working uh, <laughs> double shifts there trying to make cheese and do your regular job. Yeah, it feels like uh, at the same time, a long time and blink of an eye. So it's, uh, That's, yeah. what is that uh, saying? If you love what you do, it's not a job. <laughs> yeah, it's like if you love what you do, you'll uh, you'll never work a day in your life yep. or work for yourself and you'll work, you know, every hour for the rest of your life. <laughs> yes, that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I would imagine... Uh, coming up with the flavors were there specific flavors that did well in the restaurant and the farmer's market, or did you kind of just say, I'm going to go with these flavors based on some of that feedback or just, you know, market studies? Yeah, I didn't do really any market research before having the business for a couple of years, but it was really on on gut instinct and, you know, wanting to kind of have a, a, a variety of offerings that hit um, both different um, like aesthetic 
uh, presentation. Right. So, you know, I wanted to have different colors of cheeses. I wanted to have some with rinds. I wanted to have different flavor profiles. And, you know, I started with the cheddar. I started with a brie. I started with a, a monster, which is now called our, our smoky Gouda that has like a hand painted uh, turmeric and paprika rind. Yeah. And I also started with a smoky artichoke and herb. So those are some of the flavors that we actually still have to this day. And about six months after I launched those first four at the farmer's market, I added a blue cheese as well. So that one is uh, one that we still also sell to this day that has spirulina marbled into it as the the blue veining. It's really Um, cool. (laughs) Yeah, thanks. Yeah, those were like our core five for the first like four years. And then I launched um, a new flavor a couple of years ago called the black garlic. So that one has um, activated charcoal, porcini mushroom and black garlic hand painted rind. Nice. And this year in Canada, we launched a seasonal flavor that will be available in the States next year, but it's our pink peppercorn and cranberry wow. uh, holiday flavor. That's yeah, so we're, we're you know, <laughs> continuing to expand, expand the offerings, but initially it was just kind of trying to hit all those different uh, flavor profiles and right. uh, presentations. Very cool. Well, and uh, obviously, I mean, your cheeses are certified vegan. How important was it for you to not only get the organic stamp, but also I think fair trade was a little bit newer uh, certification? Yeah, I mean, it's always been a huge focus for us to create like the most high quality, you know, ethical um, product. And that really goes from the ingredients to the way that we run the business. We want to have, you know, as much integrity and and value and and quality in in every aspect of what we do. So for me, like the organic and fair trade certifications are really just a way for us to um, validate that we do care a lot about our supply chain and we care a lot about uh, the ingredients that, that go into the product. So we do make a, a point of knowing who our suppliers are, what their labor practices are like, you know, the different uh, reputations that they might have in terms of product quality, because uh, quality is um, right. it's kind of paramount to us. Yeah. Well, and yeah. I think, uh, you know, when all I had to see was cashew butter and I was sold, you know, I was like anything <laughs> cashew, I'm like in love. So, um, yeah. so yeah, no, that's very cool. And I know that industry, depending on where you go, can not be the most, uh, say the most sure. friendly industry to farmers and whatnot so for sure it's kind of like coffee or chocolate you have to know where the ingredients are coming from and and you know any designation doesn't necessarily mean that it's better than any other producer but i think it's really about just knowing who the who the producers are and someday i'd love to go visit some of the farms that we purchase from um yeah and hasn't been as accessible in the last couple of years but someday (laughs) yeah no kidding it's uh and that's really how this podcast was born um you know it's uh this organic industry, we've always talked about shaking the farmer's hand and knowing the artisans and now all of a sudden COVID comes along and you can't do that. Um, right. you know, it's not as easy to go into a store and demo and sample and do all the things that really make uh, artisan food successful. Um, so that was really the hope with the podcast is to mm-hmm. give a voice um, and eventually maybe actually have people in the studio and do this live yeah. where you can see uh, actually see people. But uh, at least for now, we have a voice. So. Um, for sure. So we'll probably do a whole nother round of these once we can have people on site. And, uh, you know, and I think well, it'd be um, really cool. Well, yeah, I always love an excuse to come. Uh, yeah, it'd be great. Uh, it's, uh, and see what we have here. It's uh, it's, it's a great uh, little cooperative community. So, um, and, you know, on top of the fair trade and the organic, um, the packaging is also unique. Um, and mm-hmm. I think it really stands out, you know, versus other vegan cheeses in the market. Did you come up with that design or did somebody? 
Yeah, I did. It's actually, I was telling the story recently because this is another happy accident. That's uh, what I always think of as a kind of a funny story. But, um, you know, I've always made the cheeses in these large wheels and then we cut them into into the wedges. And just the way that I I started making them for the farmer's market, I was like, how can I make, you know, larger volumes? I'll make wheels and then we'll slice them and package them. And so the shape was a triangle just kind of by default. And you know, I was wrapping them in saran wrap and then covering them with stickers in, in the early days. And right. to sell the retail, that didn't really fly. So I thought, okay, I need to find a, a box to to put these saran wrap wedges in. Yeah. Um, so I was, you know, looking high and low for a triangle box that I could um, package in. And I ended up finding these wedding favor boxes so that people could take home slices of cake from right. weddings. Right. And so that was our first ever box was <laughs> I would find these like exorbitantly expensive um, cakes boxes that I had to bring up across the border and then wow. and they weren't labeled so then not only was I folding these triangle boxes by hand I was then you know hand affixing stickers to hold them shut and you know now we have lovely pre-printed boxes and a nice vacuum seal uh, yes. interior packaging <laughs> and it's it's come a long way but that's that's really how it started and the packaging is nice because it does offer retailers um different ways to merchandise the product. Uh, so it, it really does sort of um, demonstrate that it is like a charcuterie quality level right. type of product. And you can merchandise it standing up so that the triangle shape really does stand out on shelf or some people even put it in the, the, the wheel. wheel shape. Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> that, always, that always presents really well. Yeah. Well, and then last year, it's, it looks like uh, you landed a deal to come to the U S in the food stores. Uh, what, um, I mean, I see, you know, you mentioned some of the growth, but uh, how did that happen? Well, it's been a dream of mine for a long time. I'm actually half American, so my mom's from Minnesota. And oh, okay. uh, yeah, it's uh, it had always sort of been like, I, I always joke that, you know, my mission is world domination through vegan cheese. So, right. you know, I couldn't <laughs> keep the product in Canada. So. Right. <laughs> uh, so we, we've been getting, you know, tons and tons of requests for years of, you know, when are you going to be available in California? When will you can, when can we get your products in Florida? And it was always like, yeah, I don't know, someday, someday. And then uh, I was actually for the first time down in California for Expo West a couple of years ago. And uh, a few people on my marketing team and I had flown down for the show. And of course, it got canceled like right. a couple of days before it was about to take place. But we had the best week. We ended up spending the week, you know, visiting retailers anyways and taking meetings with people that had, you know, flown to be at the show and I right. found themselves kind of stranded like we were. And uh, I ended up um, becoming friends with uh, some folks who own a store called Best Used Vegan Paradise in Los Angeles. Yeah. And uh, they said, you know, we really want to be the first store to, to carry your products. Like, can you figure it out? Can you send us some? And I was like, okay. So, you know, made some American packaging and shipped it down uh, to them. And they were sort of our first ambassadors in, in the States. And from there, it just slowly started to grow. We partnered with a few distributors. So um, we're actually now, I think, in like eight of 12 U.S. regions. We're sold in over 35 states nice. as of today, which is really cool. Um, yeah, and <laughs> California is really where we started. And I mean, that kind of makes sense with yes. the, the, the vegan movement and the foodie movement. And, yes. uh focus on non-quality ingredients and uh, from California, it kind of went to the New York region and uh, North Atlantic and uh, then into the Midwest and Rocky Mountains and then um, Pacific Northwest. And now we're actually launching in Florida uh, oh, in the wow. next couple of weeks. And <laughs> so it's, uh, nice. it's kind of, it's kind of snowballed, but really it was uh, January of last year when we, we started cool. selling more, more volume. Do you have some in Minnesota as well? 
I do. We just launched with the Whole Foods Midwest region, actually. So okay. nice. I, my mom has nine brothers and sisters who live oh, in wow. Minnesota, <laughs> and uh, they uh, they can go buy it at the the St. Nice. Paul. So you got some happy now. aunt and uncles right now. Then <laughs> I do. I get lots of lots of pictures sent to me now, which is great. Very cool. <laughs> Um, so obviously that has done what, you know, to your sales. I know you mentioned the facility growth. Um, what has all that been like and how did that impact? I imagine just getting California, New York alone has got to be a, a big boost. <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been huge. It's been really exciting. And I think I thought it would be a little bit slower uptake than it, than it has been, but really like the, the U S sales are not quite where our Canadian sales are yet, but they're, they're quickly approaching. And, uh, you know, as a company we're we're at 50% year over year, wow. um, year and even through COVID, we we had that experience. And I think a lot of it was to do with uh, our, our launch in the US. Yeah. Well, and mm-hmm. I think too, what you're doing, I, you know, if there's a silver lining out of the whole COVID thing is uh, honestly, just to talk about healthier diet and better eating. And, um, and I think the stories and getting to know the makers is even more, you know, special or important now to a larger audience. I think there was always the initiated um, but I yeah. think it's now reaching outside to a larger group because it's really been a, a big talk. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I think also it's given people a lot of, you know, they still want to have nice food and have a nice treat if they can't go to a restaurant. So they want to take those artisan products and enjoy them at home, which has been an interesting shift too. I know I started making sourdough bread during COVID. So yes. <laughs> yeah, it, it was amazing how uh, you could not find a starter kit or yeast for months last year. It was uh right. It's like, who would have thought that would be the thing that would, uh, you know, outside of the toilet paper pile up, it was like sourdough is the next thing on the list. (laughs) Absolutely. I know it's true. (laughs) So uh, we also, uh, you know, it's the cheese I know kicked it off, but the nuts for butter Mm -hmm. is a new line. And um, we actually just brought it in. We've already sold some of your salted sticks. Um, But it was named the 2020 most innovative product by the Canadian Health Food Association, which is uh, awesome. And congratulations. Um, Really, how did you develop that product? Um, You know, what makes it different from the other vegan butters? Yeah, so similar to the cheese, you know, I'd been a consumer of every type of, of vegan cheese and butter that had been available in the market for a long time and and found that I was missing, you know, really that that quality and, and flavor and um yes ability to use it in, in different recipes. So there, you know, I've eaten a lot of vegan butter in my life and <laughs> there's a lot of great tasting vegan butter, but I found that not many were able to hold up to be like a one-to-one replacement for a dairy butter and in, right. in cooking, and baking. And so I've really, you know, put this product to the test of, uh, we're going to, you know, make pie crust with it or croissants or puff pastry and um, making sure that it does really respond well in all of those different baking applications. Right. Uh, a lot of vegan butters that are available out there don't have um, super great ingredients. Like a lot of them are, you know, palm oil blends right. and things like that. So our focus was to use, you know, our fermented cashew base uh, so that it has that really rich sort of creamy cultured uh, butter taste. Right. And then we use uh, organic coconut oil as uh, the secondary ingredient. Uh, so it does, you know, have like the integrity of a dairy butter. It doesn't have, it has like a, a higher melting point than, than some of the vegan butters that sort of just diminish into oil. Right. right. Nice. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so you mentioned it, it's one-to-one. I was going to ask you, uh, how does that rate with uh, regular butter? So Yeah, and that's why we have it in the sticks actually too. So each stick is a half cup, so it's really Perfect. easy to, to use in, in baking. Nice. Any uh, yeah. Anything particularly like just comes out amazing when you use it in a baking uh, aspect? 
Gosh, uh, pie crust is great. I've yeah. made a lot of pies in the last year with the, <laughs> with the butter and and puff pastry too. Surprisingly, like I, I'm not a person who really wants to do the painstaking work of making my own puff pastry yes. when you can buy a vegan one. But yeah, And then the the urban garlic butter is like amazing in um, any savory dish or garlic yes. bread or mashed potatoes or cooking mushrooms or, or things like that. So I'm excited um, to uh, try that one. I have not tried yeah, the butter yet, so. <laughs> We'll have to let me know what you think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you mentioned the one new cheese coming. Anything else uh, you're thinking for on the horizon? Well, we're working on a few new things. My, you know, background in, in culinary innovation is is uh, a really fun part of my job. Is that I get to work on new products and yeah. think about what I'd want to offer next. I think I'd love to do a line of you know spreads. Um, maybe some dips and nice. in 2022. So um, potentially we'll do something like that. Potentially we'll do some different cheese flavors and, you know, uh, always, always innovating. So nice. stay tuned. <laughs> I know I'm jealous. That sounds like a lot of fun. Um, and yeah. I know uh, I spent a little time in Richmond Hill a few years uh, okay. in my past uh, life. And uh, that was actually where I was introduced to just Brie in general. Um, you know, somebody, one of the guys I worked with said, Hey, you've got to try this and did a baked brie, you know, and did it all up. And I was like, how have I never had this in my life? You know, I was like, how was I missing this? But, um, you know, to your point, I think, um, and not to knock any other vegan, you know, cheeses or butters, but I think same thing with like the gluten-free and everything. I think over the years it's, you know, continues to get better, but I think for your, you, you kind of check all the boxes, but you also hit the flavor profiles and, um, so I think whether your specific diet need or you just like really good food, you've got a yeah. product that kind of checks it all. So I, uh, hats off. Yeah. I think it's a great story and, uh, and, yeah. uh, you, I couldn't, uh, say it's a nicer person to have happy accidents. <laughs> That's, uh, really cool. And I love the product when I tried it, I was like, you're, you're kidding me, right? Like it was just so tasty. So, um, but even the way you present it, like you said, like the little details, like hand painting, like, I mean, that's just uh, incredible and it really presents well. So, oh, thank you. Well, I know you are incredibly busy. So, I am very appreciative that you spent time with us today. And uh, oh, thanks for having me. This was I fun. I would love to have you come out at some point when we can do this in person and maybe do like a little event when we can uh, do events and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, hopefully, that is not Absolutely. too far in the future. Uh, I know every year we look to the next year, you know, and it's like, I'm not even getting excited about 2022 yet. I'm like, let's just see what happens when we (laughs) dip our toes in there in January. So, um, but I'm hopeful. So Uh, yeah, me too. Yeah, definitely. uh, Whenever I've got the opportunity, I'd love to come down and and visit the co-op. So we'll we'll do that. Well, and uh, you have a happy holiday and uh, happy new year. And uh, we'll look to uh, see what's next for Nuts for Cheese. Sounds great. All right. (laughs) Take Take care. care. Bye. Bye.